you call him daddy? Do I call her daddy? Call her daddy. <laughs> 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 oh baby, what the fuck is up, Wiener Holes? It is your father back at it again for another episode of Call Her Daddy. It is Alex Cooper. I yes, am hungover. Thank you for asking. I have been drinking a little too much in the past few months of quarantine. And I think that's probably something I was gonna say hopefully everyone can relate to but I also know the daddy gang you guys like who am I kidding you guys tag me in your fucking stories on Instagram and I'm like watching you guys get absolutely fucking hammered in your living rooms by yourselves I'm like that is my gang hello here's just like a little food for thought come for throat oh oh zinger come for throat that's the new food for thought come for throat Um, I want you to all pause for a minute because I was having this introspective moment and I want you all to share this with me. What is going on? (laughs) Um, Did summer even happen? (laughs) Hey guys, um, did anyone enjoy a summer? (laughs) Just, Just everyone take a minute. I feel like I blacked out and I woke up and I'm walking down the street and I see fucking Halloween costumes and Halloween decorations and I'm like in what world are we because I missed the part where like I went to a beach you know what I mean like it was like everyone went like once maybe or not even and then it was like get the fuck back inside because you probably have corona so it's kind of depressing and I'm staring out the Halloween shit and I'm just realizing every holiday is about to go past us like Halloween's about to show up oh let me guess what I'm gonna be doing for Halloween I'm gonna be dressed up like a motherfucking cornucopia sitting in my living room on my cum stained couch by myself what live streaming a Halloween party I don't think so that doesn't sound too appealing to me I don't know I just like I'm kind of having like a fucking mental breakdown over here and I assume other people can relate it's just such a weird fucking time in the world because it was just summer but it wasn't (laughs) like we all blacked out and now we're hitting a period of time like September everyone's supposed to be going back to school like back to school shopping and going to college like younger daddy gang is like getting into school that's not fucking fun right now if you're in college I am so fucking sorry like in how are you supposed to go to the bar and get fingered under the fucking table and like flirt with the seniors like you have a mask on and then I'm over here in New York and it's like people are supposed to be coming back from the Hamptons and like going back to their day jobs at the office and it's just a little terrifying like I don't want to start bawling my eyes out on this comedy podcast but I'm not gonna lie I think I'm gonna kind of fucking miss seeing bitches like with their stupid pumpkin spice latte am I gonna miss seeing girls in their infinity scars am I gonna miss the tight and the skirt ratio and the girls and the pumpkin patches and the fucking Christmas photos and Santa it is scary I'm freaking the fuck out over here and New York is fucking depressing don't think for a second that I haven't been mental breakdown 24 7 to my therapist being like what do I do when it comes winter she's like everything's gonna be fine I'm like stop lying to my face I pay you for a reason be honest she's like no it's gonna be fine I'm like nothing is fine think about me in my apartment big small whatever it is by myself living alone in the winter time in New York City I cannot go outside okay and listen I honestly know so many people have it so much fucking worse than me but like let me just go here for a minute because I know everyone else must be freaking the fuck out like this shit is not good this is not normal we don't like this and I want life to go back to normal I am begging it to go back to normal and I know I think that's why I'm freaking out even more and I think everyone can relate it's like it's not gonna go back to normal and like we are now having to enter an era where like there is not a catfish anymore it's a mask fish I was thinking about this the other day my friend literally said she goes to Target she's flirting with this guy socially distanced of course they have their masks on he accidentally kind of brushes near his ear mask pops down he has no two front teeth and that's not a fucking lie in Target obviously I don't know if you should like pick up your lover in Target but moral of the story is you don't even know anymore we don't know what's going on in the world we don't know what's going on behind masks I'm fine I'm sorry I'm freaking the fuck out but like 
so many people had plans the amount of people that were gonna have weddings and now they're having them in their fucking backyards if I was like I just don't know I don't know personally for me if I I would postpone it until I was able to have like a normal wedding but also do you if you were a backyarder and like you had your wedding like that shit slaps I guess too like what else are you gonna do you know what I mean it's also fucking weird because last week I casually dropped like yeah I'm trying to be healthy and all of you were like wow like we're so excited for you and here's the thing at the beginning of quarantine motherfuckers you remember I was like everybody listen up stock up your fridges and stock up your fucking rosters you whores quarantine is coming and we need a bunch of texting buddies and people to just like keep us from boredom now it's seven months later And it's been a hell of a grueling seven months, to say the least. But I did come to the realization during that time. And I'm like, most of the men that I was entertaining on that godforsaken roster, how many times? And I ask you, Daddy Gang, look in, look in, because I know I encourage you to have a roster. But now I'm asking you, how many fucking times can our assholes round off back handspring and plop the fucking pussy down on the iPhone screen for some nasty old FaceTime sex with a body that you don't have any fucking feelings for? shocking that this is coming out of my mouth yes but I'm at the point in my life especially in quarantine where I'm like I need a little bit of zest I need a little bit of zest and if I'm saying zest as feelings I don't give a fuck zest feelings same fucking thing I finally just started getting fucking bored of entertaining bodies that I was like Ugh, if you disappeared tomorrow Casper the ghost I wouldn't even fucking blink I wouldn't even probably realize And so I snapped. I cracked. I cracked. What is that from? Mean Girls. Gretchen Wieners. I cracked. And I'll never forget the day when this all like hit me like a ton of bricks. It wasn't like a gradual process. It was one of those things where I woke up one morning and I was like, I am disgusted. I need to throw out every single fucking person on that roster. And I had therapy that day and I looked my therapist dead in the fucking eyes over Zoom, of course. And I was like, therapist woman? (laughs) I don't want to say her name therapy woman I feel empty I literally feel empty and I'm bored and then the wise ass that she is she came back at me and she hits me where it fucking hurts she's like Alex why don't you have someone fill you up I'm like listen I am on birth control but sometimes I get worried about them coming inside me she's like Alex emotionally I'm like oh okay okay." no but um I gave it a go. (laughs) Sue me. (gasps) Alex, you're giving it a go-zy. Yes, shut up. Okay, I'm trying it. I'm giving it a go. And currently right now, or for the past few months, I have been pouring, okay, and pouring because it is a fucking journey. I have been pouring health into two specific relationships right now. I've talked about both of these men and their characters on the show before. They're both in their 30s. (laughs) And... And let me just tell you, folks, life as we know it is changing because I can sit here and I can get dark and I can get scary and I can manipulate and block and leave on red and manifest true psychotic games that will definitely shake a man to his fucking core in a way that I used to want the results wise as like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted him to quake. (laughs) I wanted him to quake. But... When you are trying to currently, as I am, not only try to be healthy, but also engage in semi-health in the 30-year-old bracket, okay? There's this little beautiful saying, and it's, know your audience. Alex, what do you mean, we're your audience? No, the people that I'm dating. I need to know my audience. The college playbook isn't fucking slapping anymore for me, folks. Because when I'm fucking around with these 30-year-olds and, oh, it's great, they've got the jobs and the security and all the things, but the games don't work. And so, for example, if I'm, like, blocking him in the middle of conversations while he's fucking typing... He's going to think it's a <laughs> he's going to think it's a technical difficulty. He's not even going to realize he was just blocked. Like the t- times change depending on what kind of person you're talking to. The dark truth daddy gang is like this is not an overnight process. 
I can't just wake up and flip the switch and be like, I'm healthy. You have 80 plus episodes of me being like, you block, you cheat, you fuck his dad. It's not going to all of a sudden me be like, and now we're processing down the aisle and I'm in my wedding gown. So I'm happy that I can bring you guys on this new adventure with me. Um, But I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, this is super easy. Like, (laughs) here you go. Here's a beautiful example. I'm in L.A. I'm on a dinner date. Everything is fine. I am pure health. Okay. Unwell starts to kick in. The brain starts to turn. He's saying all these things. He's too complimentary. He's being so generous. He's paying for everything. He's treating me like a princess. He's talking about the future. He's making plans. And right in that very moment, I look him dead in the eye and I was like, I want you to tell me every single girl you've ever dated. And I want you to show me a picture of every single one of them on Instagram right now. (laughs) He's like, this is before we even get a cocktail on the table, folks. And he's like, what? (laughs) He's like, I'm sorry. Did you just black? I'm like, I blacked out, but it doesn't change the facts. Show me the fucking pictures and hand the phone. (laughs) And then after and when I tell you, daddy gang, this man proceeds to show me all seven of his serious girlfriends through his life. And I'm sitting there. Also, seven is kind of a lot. That's a hefty roster. Hold on. Note to self. Ask about the amount because that seems. (laughs) Okay. So. He does proceed to show me everything. (laughs) I told my mom this and she just kind of like blankly stared at me. I kept this off of the therapy. I didn't tell my therapist because I knew she'd be like, now, Alex, that's weird. And I'm like, no, it's information because you know what that is? That's healthy where I now don't have to go put myself through the work to do the research and to get on the fake account and to look and to stalk and to pile through. It was nice. I was up front. I told him what I wanted and he fucking gave it to me. This episode has turned so fast. Um, no, but so he shows me all of his ex-girlfriends and then right after he's like, okay, so like now like tell me all of yours and like tell me every guy that you've ever dated. And I completely disregard everything he said. I look at him as if he's speaking Chinese to me. And I look away and I said, what are we going to get to drink, baby? And he lets it go. You gotta have occasional, occasional psychosis. And then for the rest of the night, this bitch was just health. So, (laughs) so what I'm saying right now is, I don't know. I think that. You can't just wake up one day and be Mary, okay? Mary, the mother of Jesus. You have to occasionally be Mary Magdalene. A little slutty, a little out there, but when you can combine the two, this is what I'm saying, Daddy Gang. I'm crossing enemy lines so that I can genuinely find out. We penetrate the heart. We are healthy. We look for real relationships, but we never forget who we truly are inside. We never forget the dark passenger. And when you combine the two, that is where you can move forward in the world. Because I truly believe you have to always play games in relationships a little bit. And since we're trying to add a little bit of health now, we're just pulling back a tiny bit on the games, but we're still keeping them. But we're allowing for room for health. Bone, apple, teat, tit, bitch. This is, I, this is a fucking transition. Here we go. Whew. Are you guys still with me? Um, today I have a guest on. And this woman is married, okay? If we're ever going to talk about relationships and marriage, I truly believe that this guest who is married, she's out of her fucking mind. <laughs> she's going to text me like, so I don't appreciate the name calling. She's out of her fucking mind and honestly is quite psychotic in her relationship with her husband she but she has found this perfect balance to continue the fun psychotic games and psychosis while also enjoying and maintaining a healthy marriage what a fucking time that's the goal that is the fucking goal so let's learn let's listen open the ears (laughs) because clearly we have a long way to go daddy gang the name is jackie schimmel (sighs) there she is and Daddy gang, I know I constantly every week I'm just kind of like really bitching to you guys being like, so I don't know how to podcast alone. We're figuring it out. The thing that is so beautiful about this woman is she herself podcasts alone. And I think that there are two narcissists sitting in the room (laughs) staring at each other introducing Jackie Schimmel. 
Hello, darling. This is wild. Isn't it wild? It, it literally is so crazy because I, I'm not going to say I feel like I'm looking at an older version of myself, but I feel like it's like, hey, y- fuck you. <laughs> you are so old. Like, Jackie. Um, no, but like you've been I'm leaving. <laughs> like I actually am so insulted. How did you just start this interview with this? You fucking cunt. Fuck. Um, no, daddy gang. Jackie has been literally doing this for six years. Yeah. And like how? You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Like kind of blacking out, going through it. I mean, I can't listen to early episodes because I just sound like such a dumb fuck. So dumb. Right. Okay, and yeah, I had that's... nothing to lose because literally nobody was listening. That is the <laughs> – you're like not even my husband. Like, like fuck. No one. That is, okay, this is why I am so on the same page. The episode that is like our most downloaded episode mm-hmm. is the Gluck Gluck 9000 where I teach girls how to give a blowjob. And you would have to literally put a gun to my head and I still won't listen to it because i know like i think my voice is affected i sound so fucking annoying yeah i mean go listen to it because it's great tips but for me tips and tricks there you know check it out guys episode three so i'm up to shop (laughs) please 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 thank you um but podcasting alone is very difficult and jackie and i were just talking about this on her episode you guys should go listen to it um her podcast is the bitch bible but then once you start having guests, mm-hmm. you think you don't like – you're like, oh, I don't know if I like to podcast alone, but Daddy Gang, I kind of love my solo episodes. And Jackie, the narcissist, was just saying yes. she does too. <laughs> love them. You love to talk about yourself. You love to talk oh, just by so yourself. Oh, it's so self-indulgent. You get <laughs> – like people tell you how funny it is and you have no one else to give credit to except yourself. It's amazing. It's incredible. It feels like a therapy session. I do it out of my house at oh. like six in the morning. Oh, in six my in the- Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Rise and grind. <laughs> You're like really hard this week. One episode. How long are your episodes usually? Like an hour. Okay, cool. There are two reasons I really wanted Jackie on the show. Number one, because she talks so much shit. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know someone that talks more shit um, than me, than Jackie. And it's just a constant, like, like not even negative, but it's just like everything that you fucking hate, you just spew into this microphone, then you press upload. And there are some people it's not for. Listen, I have a lot of oh, people that are for like, sure. you know, they hate, they hate that. But yeah. then if you get the humor, it's the best humor. And I consider myself... <laughs> Like a super positive human being. <laughs> I literally think all of your fans are like, so Jackie, you need therapy because no girlfriend. Because okay, I'm not hiding any aspect of my personality. Right. And I do think that talking shit bonds people. And yes. I think when you put it out in the universe, it doesn't have that much weight. So I wanted you to come on and talk shit with me. And then two, you guys, Jackie is married. And this is going to start to sound backwards, but just, you know, just get, just get, buckle up, just, just buckle up, guys. So when I met Jackie, I told her that I knew that she was in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And the reason I knew that, mm-hmm. OK, everyone, are you ready? Is because Jackie is constantly, I mean, constantly. every day, all day, all, all day, um, threatening <laughs> <laughs> to divorce her husband on social media is taking videos being like i'm gonna fucking leave your ass like i'm so ready for a divorce and now all of you are quaking if you don't know jack you're like all right we love the toxic alex but so like (laughs) that's not healthy but jackie does it and i said i knew they had a good relationship because if you can joke about divorce with your husband you have never been closer it's only not funny if we were actually about to get Get a divorce divorce. (laughs) Wait, right? I don't understand how people can't wrap their brains around this. Because I get so many messages being like, it's not funny. You shouldn't joke about divorce. And I'm like, why the fuck not? I talk about everything else. I make jokes about everything. If I wasn't, that would be a major red flag. I'd be protecting something. I can make divorce jokes because we're not getting a fucking divorce. It's funny. We love each other. That's not funny. (laughs) No, that's actually such a good point. Like, you what? want a montage on your birthday? <laughs> right. Like, do, oh, to the love of my life, my soulmate. Those people get divorced. No, you are spitting facts on this podcast. Thank you, Jackie. Thank You're you. Welcome. For Everyone, if you cannot joke, think about this for a minute. If you cannot, one, let's reel it back. We're not married yet. If you can't joke about like, oh, wow, are you cheating on me? Oh, you're definitely cheating. If you can't make a joke, think why. 
Because yeah. you think he may be Because it's doing too it. close to home. <laughs> it's only not funny because it's personal. Because it's fucking happening to you, you loser, okay? Like, look inward. Like, look inward. Yeah. Exactly. How does that make you That's feel? That's the hot button issue. Like, if it's too close to you, you can't make jokes about exactly. it. Exactly. So all the bitches are like, Jackie, it's really rude. You joke about divorce. Funny. I'm like, let me guess. You're on the verge of one, you stupid I'm bitch. I'm like, by the way, I'm having a gay old chuckle over here. <laughs> right. So right. it's not funny to you. And also, it's like, I think specifically that. It's like, why do people care so much that you joke about divorce? It's your fucking relationship, and you just keep chugging along. How long have you been married? Uh, we have been together nine years and married three. <gasps> okay, here like, we go. Here come we on. go. Let's uh, let's break this down a little bit because here on Call Her Daddy, and no breaks. <laughs> okay, we've never had a d- done a break. We never broke up for a day. None of the things. I have so many questions. <laughs> Guys, you're like, wow, Alex is sitting with like a healthy human. Um, I oh, let's not get crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going to take it Please. that far. But the fact that you are in a marriage... First of all, just the concept is so crazy to me. Here on Call Her Daddy, I'm like, wait, you guys, did you hear that? This is wild. Can you kind of walk us through why you think your marriage is flourishing? Why do you think you have a healthy marriage? Well, I would never say publicly that my marriage is flourishing because I think that's so cringe, cringe and embarrassing and disgusting. disgusting. (laughs) Wait, I love that. And also like not likable or good for downloads no 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 no. (laughs) we need the drama you're constantly on the verge of divorce i'm clicking on that episode you're like we're in love i'm like shut the fuck up i don't care by the way i never go on a podcast and i'm like me and andrew are just like so connected right now like that stays in the vault i would never (laughs) i would never no i like that i would never do that to myself my listeners or my husband because that is just like it's just not my style it's not it's gross um I think we work because we are – he just totally gets my sense of humor. Yeah. He's not, like, a massive, like, participant in it, yeah. but he gets me. Like, he – I wouldn't say that he's the funniest person I've ever met. I right. think I'm the funniest person I've ever met. And, <laughs> You're like, I'm so in love with myself. Jackie and I were talking about this on our show. We, we were both like, love me. Love. <laughs> You're like, we have one thing in common, and it's I love myself, and he loves me, and it works. It works. I'm totally 150% myself around him and nothing shakes him and nothing jilts him. I say the craziest shit all day long and he just, he laughs when he thinks it's funny. He doesn't laugh when he doesn't think it's funny. He rolls his eyes. You know, the coyotes keep howling. The train keeps a fucking moving. Right. Wait, can I ask you like, when did you like first become like comfortable with him to like poop in front of him? I've never pooped in front of him. Oh my God. Wait, but he like knows that you're pooping. A hundred percent. I make him leave the house actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. What? We have separate pooping bathrooms, both of which are not in our master bathroom. Wait. I don't let him poop in the master. I don't poop in the this master. This is such a healthy, I want this. See, this is the thing. I can, I I have I can't I'm like I don't want him to ever see me in that moment not that he's gonna sit in the bathroom and watch you fucking take a poop but that's it's like, unnecessary I, I, so you have different bathrooms and you make we, him leave the house can you elaborate on that a little bit uh, yes sure so if he like I can do it when he's sleeping yes but if I hear him in the house anxiety my butthole just <laughs> closes like it's closed for business okay. indefinitely right I can't do it I get stage fright so if I'm trying to go and he's you know, vertical and around the house, I have to make him leave. Or I'll be like, could you like stay upstairs? Or could you like put your headphones on? Or I'll say like, we were just in Napa for the week, which is, you know, and I was really eating and drinking my ass off. (sighs) Right, right, right. So you're ready to to, I needed to And you're in a hotel room. In a hotel room. How does that go down? So I make him take the dog for a walk and I text him when he can come back. This is iconic. And I'm like, you have to leave for 15 minutes. And I will text you when you can come back. Oh. Or it could be like, don't talk to me. Like, right. we were in one hotel room. It was very close quarters. And the door, it wasn't a door. It was a sliding <gasps> farm door. No lock. And there was, oh my God, there was, the door didn't even touch the ground. So he could see my feet. <gasps> oh, that's is, not cute. Oh, that's not cute. As my toes curl <laughs> under and I'm white knuckling it because I haven't gone to the bathroom in six days. I wanted to die. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, so th- this is amazing though that I actually love that. And I think I'm gonna carry listen, if I ever get married, I'm gonna take that from you. I Please. am going to instill that we have different bathrooms, and I think it's great that you're like, you need to leave and I'll text you. I talked about this on Jackie's episode, but I want to talk to you daddying about it because I just want everyone like I just like to like keep my listeners in the know. And yes. I brought up Brielle Byerman. This poor girl. What? what? Is that how you say her name? No. 
Beerman. I'm Beerman. I'm just. But bre- I like that twist on Ooh, it. Oh, like a little like, oh, okay. Beerman. Beerman. Um, I'm only bringing her up and I'm not trying to shit on her, but it actually turns out it comes off like I'm shitting on her. But daddy gang, I was just talking about Instagram when people are doing too many swipe ups. And yeah. Jackie, what do you, what is your take on swipe ups? I think it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I think that self-awareness is key in all aspects of social media. I also say that influencers are common day prostitutes. I feel like I can say that because podcasters are also prostitutes. We're all prostitutes. Oh, this is a good self-awareness It's true. We're, you know, we're selling ourselves. Yes. Selling ourselves. Yes. And, um, I think that there is a level of cringe when all you're providing is selling things yeah. and hair care gummies and booze and cellulite things treatments and, yeah. and lip glosses and eyelashes it's like there has to be some juxtaposition yeah. where you're actually uh giving opinions thoughts making people laugh making people think providing a product of your own intellectual uh property yeah then just selling shit like hey guy and when that fucking vocal oh, fry fucking, oh. oh it's like hey guys hey guys the tiktok voice is what really kills me oh, now what's the tiktok voice the tiktok voice is like three things you need from whole foods right now <laughs> the guacamole super low sugar and great on tortilla chips vegan mushrooms that's like, actually like, so accurate and then the, the instagram one is like hey guys like soft like hey guys spoken, like hey guys Hey guys, I want to take a second to talk to you about my and then but the TikTok is very it's a different it's a different TikTok thing. is kind of terrifying because I I don't understand. I know it's like everyone says it. It's like how do these people look like this and they're 15 years old? Oh my god, when I was of TikTok age, I had like crippling gingivitis and adhesive what headgear. What is gingivitis? I was allergic to the cement from the braces, from oh, my braces. Okay. So I had inflamed gums and I had an adhesive headgear. That's why I never <laughs> went to sleepovers. You but it could not the one that went all the way like the not the neck one. I had one that that literally peel and stick to the forehead. Wait, I'm sorry, what? And then it goes- and like a chin guard. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I can't make the sleepover, Maddie, because I'm like literally I can't find my headgear foaming at the mouth. <laughs> Wait, so you had gingivitis? Is that what it's called? Sorry. Yeah, something like that. And then what else were you working with at that age? I had adhesive headgear. I had. A- <laughs> Really, really debilitating personality. Oh, it was yes. all of the things. I thought I was literally Carrie Russell and Felicity, but that's you, just so you me. You, no. <laughs> Isn't that so sad when you look back at pictures and you're like, I was disgusting. disgusting. And then the girls nowadays are so hot. What? What is in the water? How did they all, how do they look like Kaya Gerber? Yes. What the fuck? I don't know. It kind of makes me upset. I'm like, how's that girl 15? I looked like a fucking loser when I was 15. No, but awkward stages are so necessary. They are. Everyone needs one. Because it it humbles you and it like makes you have a better personality. Yes. Than the nines and the tens. Yes. Because then the nines and the tens are just walking around. They've never had a hard day in their life. Whereas if you were uglier when you were younger, it's like, I've been through shit. Like you've really got to dial up the chutzpah when you've got adhesive headgear. Yeah. yeah, Like no one wants to invite Jackie to the sleepover because like, that's the girl with the fucking headgear. Like (laughs) she foams a lot and like she keeps us up at night. A lot of excess saliva. So like, so it kind of like forms and like shapes you to be who you are today. Um, I Mm. am obsessed with this story that Jackie brought to me and it's this story mm. i'm gonna let you tell it because okay. daddy gang i think we've had a lot of people who genuinely have had very strange experiences and obviously having someone on caller daddy i'm like you need to share your weird experience and yes. this story is genuinely i want to hear it again and again and again and i have so many questions still to this day continue here we go mm, this is a safe place obviously <laughs> everyone's um, like whoa here we go it's the tale as old as time okay. it's the folklore of the west hollywood leg humper <laughs> Happened to me okay. nearly a decade ago. Okay. I was dating this guy on paper perfection. Like, I it was the best first date I had ever had in my entire life. Like, we just clicked, connected. The banter was great. Oh. The chemistry was there. Was he, he was hot? Very, very attractive. 
Okay. Very attractive. And just like such a cool, just a cool guy. Like, like great energy. The best energy. So already we're in a situation where it's like first dates can be such a flop. And even if you like someone, sometimes the energy is like, oh, it's a little awkward because we're first meeting. You yeah. had this amazing, amazing first date. Instant chemistry. Like, I was this like, could be it. This could be the one. I really felt that way. And I was like just spreading my seed as they say all right. over town right. at right. that time oh really really didn't want to have a boyfriend wanted to have like eight boyfriends oh so you were like kind of hoeing it up uh, as one should absolutely a hundred percent I was yes. just trying to get all the meals and all the things <laughs> of course yes like you have maximize like, absolutely you got your brunch guy your dinner guy like you oh, know Jackie gets it day trip guy a hundred percent like yeah. listen girls gotta eat <laughs> so girls gotta eat I'll give the pussy eat. for some dinner right so we hit it off. Everything was great. Um, like, I, he took me to, like, a work event. I met family. I met friends. Really, like, right off the jump. And on our third or fourth date, we went to dinner. Again, a great date. Conversation flowing. Right. I got my own appetizer. Oh, That's a big deal when you're, you're 20. Like, bitch, I'm rich. I'm like, well, I he am is, but... <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith. You know? <laughs> you're like, I'm living but my like, best life. He's hot. Right. And I'm happy. Age appropriate. <laughs> so um, we finished dinner and we're waiting in the valet. And he kind of like whisks me off into a dark corner. And we start like making out and everything's great. And I was going to go back to his apartment for the first time. Oh. And he starts to uh, move lower. <laughs> you know, like lower, behind, like below my eye line. Okay. You know, deep diving. <laughs> deep diving. You're like, are you about to eat me out? I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I thought maybe he dropped something yes. or was tying my a shoe. Or, or a sh- oh, a shoe. Yes. Or yeah. maybe it was like, maybe my shoe was undone and maybe oh. he was fixing it. Chivalry, not mm, dead. Chival- I don't yes. know. Oh. Then, um, then he then. <laughs> took his flaccid genitalia. Flaccid at the time, but not for long. <laughs> and started for long. <laughs> denim on denim. I was oh. wearing jeans. He was also wearing jeans. So okay. there was a little friction. Ooh. And he got down low and he started to uh, dry hump my kneecap to fruition. And like, it was like pump, pump, pump. It oh. was less of a pump and more of <laughs> more of an upward grind. But his head was around like I, his head was like below my breasts. <laughs> Okay. Because he didn't – because, you know, you have to use, like, a lot of stabilizers. Right. Like, he was, like, in a squat position. So his legs were spread. Wait. wait. Like, in a Just, sumo squat okay, position. Okay, he's sumo down. Leg – oh, so he's sumo squatting, humping the leg, and he's he – Just holds- one leg, by the way, not two. It wasn't a double – it wasn't a gangbang. Double- <laughs> it was a solo femur fucking. Okay. okay. And he got down low, and he braced himself on my little gorgeous leg. <laughs> gorgeous kneecap and just it was like an upward oh like an up like ooh 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 and then eventually came yeah oh yeah and then but in the mid like I should say before he really got before he really got going he looked up at me and was like is this okay and I said sure oh Jackie why did you say yes did you you really know what he was about to do no (laughs) you're like yeah what are you doing he's like watch I had I didn't know what he was about to do, so I was like, okay. okay. And then he started going, and I was like, honestly, this feels like great time management. <laughs> You're like, I don't have to do anything. I just stand. I'm just sitting here. I, I had a BlackBerry at the time. I think I was playing that Brick Breaker game. You're, you're like literally playing Brick Breaker. You're like, are you almost done down there? And then like, what did you do with your hands? At the beginning, I was <laughs> I was so confused that I was like fiddling around in my purse. And then I was I remember thinking. But he wasn't making eye contact with me. He was looking down. It's a little pat pat on the top of the so head. So I was like, should I get involved? But yes. I felt so separated from the lower <laughs> half of my body. He was doing his own thing down there. Yes. I didn't want to like disrupt whatever was happening between him. Because clearly he knows what he's doing. He has done this before. You can tell. This is this man's thing. 1000%. Because oh. I had met him before we started dating. And I kept thinking to myself, how the fuck is this guy single? Like he's oh, such a catch. Fuck. But now we know. But now you know. He literally goes. And the fact that you're he's kind a leg of in, humper. No, he's a leg humper. Yeah. And, and he comes from humping the leg. And he comes quick. <laughs> you're like, Which is it, nice. Well, let's just say it was a couple grinds and he was fucking splooging all in those jeans. It was three pumps and a squirt. Yeah. And um, 
But did you see him after? Multiple, multiple times. That's really good, Jackie. And did he hump the leg again? So I thought maybe, hey, he had too much to drink. Maybe he was seeing things. Maybe he was hallucinating. (laughs) That's what I thought. But then it happened a couple more times. And I was really, like, trying to get over it. Which I love about me. I, yeah, you're like, I'm. there's just this so one reminded. thing. Everything's perfect except he does have this thing where he humps my leg. And yeah. did you, when, like, because I feel like sometimes people in that situation, did you ever tell any of your friends that he I was told doing? literally every single person I Okay, knew. very on brand. Because you know those girls that would, like, hide it and, like, not want to talk about it? And they're like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to, like, pretend. You told them all. I told everybody <laughs> with a pulse. And he's still single. He is. Oh, yeah. Well, now you know everyone who's listening – if there's a guy that's really attractive and really successful and really single, it's because he likes to hump appendages. Can I ask you, I don't know if this is too much, but like, no. d- like I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to be like, how is your sex life? But like, do you have a, like a specific amount that you guys are like having sex a week or like, are you guys like not as crazy now that you're, cause I guess everyone on my show is like yeah. terrified to get into a relationship and you've been in one for so long. And yeah. Like, does, does it freak you out that like, it's going to get boring or like, no, I think that I, it's so funny to me because I do think that people put like a real emphasis on sex in a marriage and it's the most important thing. I've never really felt that way. Okay. Me and Andrew have always had like a very healthy, great sex life. Right. It's been consistent our entire relationship. Wow. Like it's not – and our connection – what's funny is that when Andrew and I first started dating, I was like ready to get down and dirty. Okay. I was like, let's fucking do this thing. Let's tango. And he wanted to wait. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. And I was so, I was actually really offended. I remember (laughs) at the time, I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, I just feel like this could be different. And I want to like, wait. I mean, we only waited like a a week and a half. But we went out breakfast and dinner every day for like nine days. And we didn't have sex for like two weeks. So we, by two weeks, we had had 28 meals together. Right. We had like. You're basically like in a relationship. We were like boyfriend, fucking girlfriend, like two dumb losers in 48 hours. They're like, so are we like dating? Like it was just so. Oh, but that is kind of like the best connection when like you meet the person. You're like, wait, this is like, I want that. You can just tell. Like he like, like oh, went what? on a trip with my family within five days. Like it was very weird. And I kind of thought he was a serial killer because he had never had a girlfriend before. Oh, that's like a red flag. Isn't that scary? Totally. Because he was an asshole. He was in college and he was just like, you know, humping anything with the leg. Right. I <laughs> know. <laughs> no pun intended. Um. So you guys waited to have sex. You were like, I'm kind of a little like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, like what is wrong with me? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Right. But it made sense. Like now I think it was a great thing because we like kind of got to know each other and we right. just, I don't know. It, it, I think that's kind of amazing. It was weird though. I was like, really? You're like, wait, I want to have sex. That's kind of, I like, think that's, okay. I think that's smart though, because I say if you guys want to have sex on the first date, if you don't, it's totally your prerogative. Like do whatever the fuck you want. I agree. I think everyone has a different, like you can go have sex with someone and it's not going to affect you and you could literally marry that person or you have a one night stand and he never talks to you again. Like there's every diff- like situation is different. A hundred percent. By the way, it doesn't matter if you're with someone for a year or 50 years. Yes. Like it ebbs and flows. Yes. You're having a bad day. You're on your period. You get in a fight. You like whatever right. it is, it doesn't right. really matter if you're married or not. In my opinion, like if anything, it's just life. Yeah. Shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you get married and all of a sudden you're like revolted with the person and you're like, oh my God, you're the only person I'm going to have sex with for my entire life. Like yeah. I never felt that way. Yeah. I think that's like a huge fear of people. They're like, oh my God, like is, is it possible to be monogamous? Like do you not even have a stress in the world that either of you would ever be like cheating? No. Never. I really don't, and I would never tell him that, but... Um, right, 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 right. Andrew, if you're listening, that no, can happen. No, no, no. He is... I, I would never say never because I think that's, course, like, ridiculous. But I really, like, really don't think so. <laughs> no, no, that's, like, kind of amazing because I can tell like like i'm the sketchy one (laughs) yeah 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 and you're not trying to cheat no if anyone was to do some weird shit it would 100 percent be me and you've cheated on all of your boyfriends pretty much okay (laughs) so in when you were younger what was your like sex dating life like well so i was just the worst all my friends would say that like the second that the santa Ana winds would hit in like southern california like the summer solstice or whatever 
something just overtook my body. Oh, God. And whoever I was in a relationship with, I would break up. I had a boyfriend of four years, like in high school and okay. the beginning of college. I would break up with him every single summer. I would find somebody new. I would go into the bathroom. I would text me like, I think we should take a break. And then I would hook up with whoever the fuck I wanted to. Like, it was terrible. Demon. Demon. Wow. So, so for four years, this was going on. It wasn't exactly like, I wouldn't say cheating, but it was definitely like, um, I would see somebody. I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then oh, I would just send a text message. That is actually kind of so beautiful like it's, it's so terrible it's, it's so awful and that's so fucked up but at least you're giving him the benefit of the doubt it's not like you're going and he doesn't know at least you just quickly end it it's no i'd up. be like i'll be right back and then i'd be like hey <laughs> hey i think we should take a break <laughs> and, sent and then i would just go hook skedaddle. up with okay yeah. so you were like a little wild i was just like you know what i was definitely an emotional whore oh. where i really loved the idea of getting people to uh like love me and then when they and then just see what I could get away with so even if I didn't like a person like there was one person in particular I was talking about this with uh my husband this one guy that I just knew he like really loved me right and I did not love him (laughs) and this is awful and the fact that I'm saying this out loud on your podcast I will regret this right 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 but keep going but I'm gonna say it because I think it's very therapeutic and it shows extreme growth (laughs) yes yes yes. as I'm nearing my third decade of life right and it makes me judge myself but I I liked the emotional turmoil of getting him to just love me and then leave him and then love and see how many times I could get him back and then and then drop him. You know what I mean? Like it just it validates. Oh, oh it, yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, it is what you're describing is something that is what I do. And like, may, is that a Leo thing? Like you, the way, when you just said it's terrible to be able to get someone to fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not even focusing on and my, then hurt them. Like and then get them back and see. Like oh my god, like. How pathetic is he going to be like one more time, two times, three times? How many times is he going to take me? Like, I'm, you know, and you what? would think that it's coming from a place of deep insecurity. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so at all. I, I I actually think I'm completely fine. And I think it's so fun. I don't think you it's wish a, it was coming yeah, from yes, a place Yes, of I wish it could be like, and it's because like I have, no. So I think what it is, it's like, it's like a that? sick, I think it's like, I and like, it's like a power thing that is like, it's addicting. It really gets your dick hard. No, literally it like gets Ooh. me off. It literally yeah. gets me off seeing a man fall in love and then watching you basically like mentally, <laughs> mentally take him, <laughs> take, take his heart <laughs> and stab it and stab it. Like, people are like, are you... Chew it up and spit him out and put him back together and and then be like, love me. No, and and I think it's fucked up. And you know what? I think this is maybe part of it, too. I've talked about this in therapy is like... (laughs) Go. I've never been to therapy, so could you just <laughs> send me your notes? Oh my god, it, it's actually been amazing. It's a great time. Yeah. Um, I think she thinks I'm a little fucking out of my mind, but that's fine. Um, There's something about, like, making a man fall in love with you. The power it gives you is, it is so intoxicating. It's the upside of sexism. It, yeah. Yes. That's what it is. It is. It is. It's, it's, it's all we have. It, no. It, <laughs> It is all we have in this life. You hear that, girls? We are shattering glass ceilings. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, like, is this woman special? <laughs> Romy and fucking Michelle. Okay, upside of sexism. Like, did you guys hear that? Um, I just Often. don't think, but I like that you're saying it while you're married now and it won't have any repercussions. My mom, after I release these types of episodes, is like, so Alex, <laughs> like you're never going to have a guy want to date you because like you're literally being like, I'm going to manipulate the fucking shit out of this guy emotionally and he's going to fall in love with me and then I'm going to stab him in the fucking But you don't heart. marry that guy. No, and it's fine. And then yeah. I'll, every time I'm alone with them, I'm like, babe, it's just a show. Like, And just- self-awareness is key. It makes the world go round. So as long as you know what you're doing, it's... No, it's true. Well, um, I, yeah. I appreciate I you. <laughs> it's like, it's literally how I sleep at night. I'm like, it's fine. Like as long as I'm being authentic within myself, not with him, but myself, that's all I need. Yeah. And when it's right, you don't do that shit. Right, exactly. So if it's not, then just, you know, have, have fun. fun. Have whoop. I was fucking 19, 20. Right. It's what those years are Did for. Did any of them ever, like, call you out or, like, cry to you? Yes. The, the tears. I love the tears. Uh, the tear are... <laughs> 
aren't the tears it's, it's my go-go juice <laughs> you're like there it is uh gets oh, me every one. time no the tears that's what webs the vagina right yeah you're like, he's oh like my God. and they're always sobbing and they're like choking like when men cry they're like <gasps> oh and then they, they're like they've got snot because they like don't cry a lot and so they're emotional and they're on the but ground what if they look at you and they're like hey i know what you're fucking doing like i'm not putting up with this shit <sighs> bye and then you're like marry me and then i'm like wait i love you I that love no you. that you're is my husband. i will know when i find the man that's a man that's a man yeah. when he doesn't and listen men can cry but not when totally. i'm doing this to you don't fucking let oh like, don't just, let me like come on don't let me fuck yeah exactly don't let me fully run the show like obviously i'm gonna run the show but don't let me fully run it boundaries and don't, boundaries hot. hot so hot steamy hot boundaries love them so hot love when i get a boundary i'm like cool too far noted i i really appreciate you coming on jackie and kind of like i think that there's hope sitting across from you um yeah. you are scary and you, you do things that i'm like yes 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 ooh check yes ooh yes alex but yet this bitch has a fucking husband that loves her and she's successful and she is a solo podcaster i'm like i i could keep i could do this this is this is hopeful for me thank you i mean you're making me sound a lot better than i actually <laughs> am and a lot more functional than i right, actually right, right, am right 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 but I will take it. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm definitely hyping you up, and I think it's it's well deserved. I think obviously you we would, would be a terrible combination. No, together. no, literally. Thank God awful. we don't live on the same coast. But, we would be monsters. No monsters, but also we'd probably like you just keep talking about yourself, and then I'd keep talking about myself, and we'd sit there and just drink, and then we just keep talking Honestly, about ourselves. a ball of a time. <laughs> I had a friend in high school that was also a Leo, and she looked at me and she's like, "You know what I love about us?" And she's like. We don't talk badly about other people because we're so busy talking about ourselves. And I was like, you're like, whoa. You're like, true. Whoa. Very <laughs> true. Actually, so true. It's like, I will remember this the, For the rest, rest of, of my, my life. life. That is so, that hits so home. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> whoa. Stings wow. a little bit. It does. Um, Jackie Schimmel, plug yourself. Tell everyone, podcast, Instagram, if they can find you. I'm pretty sure she's shadow banned. I am probably shadow banned, but I'm on Instagram at Jackie Schimmel. And uh, my podcast is called The Bitch Bible. The Bitch Bible. See? Right yeah. in the flesh. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank You're you. a queen. Thank you. So, have you guys heard about that group of people? Um, they refer to themselves as the silent sufferers. <gasps> no, Alex. I've never heard of them. What do they stand for? Well, you see, they have a problem with this woman on this podcast. When she goes to France, and she starts to talk in an accent, and she takes them overseas, and she starts to do that when she does the wing, <gasps> into the thing, questions on the motherfucking work part of it. My larynx is swollen. Welcome back, silent sufferers. You guys can all go fuck yourselves. I was trying to decide if I was going to do questions of the week this week, but I have been getting some positive feedback of people liking it, so I'm going to go ahead and fucking do it. I also just remembered it's my fucking show, and I like to black out and talk like that. So I think it's the funniest fucking thing. There are some daddy gang members that... um will like take videos of their dogs while I'm doing that voice and the dog like twists its head you know how they like perk their head when like you do a squeaky voice yeah well I apparently like put dogs into like seizures so anyways daddy gang um it's questions of the fucking week so happy to help so happy to talk through things with you so happy to learn more about y'all let's get right into it hey father cooper love the show and low-key don't know what I would do without it so I was hanging out with some friends and guys who we've only met once or twice. We were all drinking quite a bit, so keep that in mind. I was interested in getting with one guy, and we eventually headed to a room to hook up. It was hot at first, but then he himself starts unbuckling his pants, and I quote, asks me if I want to suck it. In my intoxicated state, I felt pressured to. I'm not very experienced, but I tried my best at the Gluck Gluck 9000, but he didn't come. He was hard the whole time, but he couldn't even finish, even after jerking himself off. We tried everything, including titties. Another really weird thing was that I was doing all the work and got nothing reciprocated. Wouldn't even kiss my neck, for fuck's sake, nor did he even try to finger me. There was no communication from his side, and he even said, but I didn't come. 
Anyways, I had to leave after 20 minutes and I started and I tried to kiss him goodbye, but he turned away and didn't even hug me. I feel so shitty about myself and I wish I had not done that. Please help the daddy gang out and make me feel better. Love you. Okay. My heart goes out for you because this is the fucking worst feeling in the world. And as fucked up as it is, I want you to listen to me when I say like, these are the type of experiences that as shitty as they are, once they happen, you need to use it as the biggest learning experience. And I kind of believe like this, this happens to a lot of people. I had this in fucking high school. Like I like didn't know what I was doing. And I was so happy I was hooking up with a fucking older senior. And like, I, I like didn't know what I was doing. And he was kind of a dick. You need to remember that feeling and use that and recognize moving forward every situation you move forward in whenever you're trying to like hook up with a guy and he's just be kind of a dick never fucking put up with that shit and like if especially if you're fucking sucking a guy's dick and it's literally hard but he's fucked up and you guys are all drinking halfway through you take your fucking mouth off and you're like are you gonna come and you make him feel fucking stupid before he can make you stupid because he wasn't even being nice to you the whole situation it sounds juvenile, but there are so many fucking assholes out there that do this shit. You have to know your self-worth, but you also have to know this fucking happens so often. Learn from the experience, and the next time you feel uncomfortable, you get the fuck up, and then you walk the fuck out. My boyfriend won't eat me out because he says I don't shave well enough. I can't get waxed because it fucks up my skin, nor do I want to do that every time in order for him to go down on me. What should I do about this? Baby girl, this is like a one-liner. Break the fuck up with him. If I ever, if I ever had a fucking boyfriend that said that he would not go down on me because I didn't shave well enough, I'm sorry. In what world, in what world is that acceptable? You're pissed because I don't shave my pussy perfectly? Okay, what a bitch boy. He won't eat you out. I want a man. That's why literally one of the guys I'm hooking up with right now, I want a man that is like, I want all the nasty shit. Like I have this guy that's like, I want you to fucking put your asshole in my face. I want to lick your pussy. I want to do all the things with you. Guys that are pussies about like, oh, like it's your, your pussy hair is imperfectly shaven. It's like, no, okay. Then you go jack off at your fucking grandma's house for the rest of your life because that is a fucking definition of a little bitch boy. He should be wanting to eat your pussy literally after you work out and it's sweaty. Like any man listening, when I have a guy that verbally tells me like nasty shit that he's into and how he like loves when I'm like sweaty or when he like wants etc on on his face that is a turn on to me and makes me want to be 10 times more of a freak than if a guy is like I'm scared of the razor bumps I'm not gonna be in a relationship where a guy doesn't eat me out like what is that what is life nothing you're not living Hi, Alex. First of all, I want to say that my team and I are obsessed with your show and we all have your sweatshirts. God, I love it. I play D1 volleyball and I wanted to hear your thoughts on how to handle this situation. So due to Corona, all of the athletes have been back since June training and getting tested about once a week. We already went through quarantine, but now we are getting ready to start our season. My teammates and I moved places and now we have a random girl as our fourth roommate. She is a NARP or a regular student, whatever you want to call it, but she goes out like every weekend and always has people over. We told her we can't be around random people because we're trying to be safe so we can keep practicing and we won't get COVID, but she won't listen. I know you dealt with difficult roommates, so can you, can you help me find a way to knock some sense into her? Thanks. Dude, this is so fucking crazy because when I was in college, I never lived with a NARP, but I did have um, teammates that lived with NARPs and it was always a fucking disaster because even if it's not um, like an actual issue, then you just get jealous because they're always able to go out all the fucking time and you're like, yeah, we have 6 a.m. workouts like we have to it's like miserable. So if I were you, especially now with the COVID shit, that's so fucking rough. I feel like if you're on a D1 team, tell your fucking coach and I bet they can pull strings to get her out of your place because there's no fucking way that they want you guys to be exposed to that shit. And you can basically like, coach. We're literally about to get COVID. So find us a new roommate or like peace out for the season. I feel like a coach when they hear that they're going to be like rushing to admissions and like housing and they'll be like, get my fucking girls out of there. That is the one great thing about D1 sports is like it's fucked up, but you can kind of like pull strings like that. So I would do that. Okay, 
Hey, Alex. So I have a problem. I got diagnosed with chlamydia the other day. God bless your soul. I'm sorry. Don't worry. We pop a pill. That shit's gone. Literally the other day after I fucked a guy raw. Oh, fuck. Okay. Turns out I got chlamydia from my ex and because I'm dumb and I believed him when he said he was clean, I called the guy that I fucked raw and told him that he should get tested just in case I gave it to him. He seemed chill emphasis on the seemed part i don't know if he actually was chill but i was told by a guy friend of mine that if a girl gave him chlamydia he'd drop her so fucking fast because she's clearly a dirty slut usually i'm super careful and i get tested regularly but because of quarantine and stuff i was just too distracted and busy to go so clearly i messed up do you think that after i get treated and tested and get a negative result that i should text him i know i fucked up really badly but i actually like this dude and care about what he thinks about me so should i reach out and hope he still wants to fuck or should i just let him be all right it's not the most healthy advice but just i'm sorry but this is like personally first and foremost what i would have done is like is it fucked up i don't know don't ever fully be like hi i I gave you chlamydia like if i were you i would have been like hey i went to my yearly checkup and i got my results back and like i have chlamydia like have you been tested recently like i don't know who gave it to who but like i haven't really fucked anyone in in a minute and then kind of see what he says and if he's like i haven't either be like oh what the fuck like one of us obviously had it then for a while i guess like you never ever unless it's obviously like like a way more serious std like with chlamydia and shit i'm fucking sorry but you never fucking accept the blame right off the bat so now moving forward though i'm not gonna lie i think you being like hi i gave you chlamydia yeah i mean i think guys are a little i mean i think everyone is fucking like freaked out when they hear that they have an std by someone so and he clearly doesn't know if that means that you've been fucking like 19 dudes So I kind of think if I were you, I would lay off for a minute and then you could slide back in towards like the end of quarantine or something, or you could honestly just text him and just apologize and be like, I had slept with my ex. I fucked up and like, I'm really fucking sorry. Like, I'm not like that. And I just feel really bad. And like, just kind of send like a really nice apology text and like own it. Hello, father. Would you ever consider getting your pussy hair lasered off? I've been considering my leg hair lasered off, but I'm not sure if I should go for the cooch too. Thank you. That is such an interesting question because I will never forget. (laughs) I was going to the Dominican Republic. My, it was my sophomore and my junior year of college. I was a little ratchet. My friends and I, we were just really doing it up. Um, You know, the all-inclusive shit. Just drink until you black out. Um, and so before I went, all my friends were just getting like waxed and I had never gotten waxed before because I, I feel like I'm pretty great at shaving my vagina. Um, I, I know obviously sometimes girls are always writing in like, how do you not get razor bumps and stuff? I use, um, like male shaving cream on my pussy works wonders and don't use like shitty ass fucking razors. And so, and also like you need to dedicate like a nice amount of time. Don't go in there like, and it's like, can you just cut your pussy, bitch? You need to treat her like a queen and pamper her. Um, so anyway, so I go to get my pussy wax for the first time in college and my friends are all there with me and we're like in the fucking room and I'm like, is this going to hurt? And everyone's like, no, like Cooper, you're fine. And I'm like, why do I feel like this is about to be a fucking holy fucking shit i straight up like was about to ball my eyes out i don't care call me a fucking pussy don't care that pain that was probably the day that i was like i can't take this so how the fuck am i gonna ever have a child um so that was like a very eye-opening experience for me and i've never gotten my pussy wax since but i totally get if people don't mind it like i know it gets easier throughout time don't care (laughs) not willing to go however the laser question i've thought of until one of the guys that I am hooking up with right now, I was having sex with him recently and I just let it grown out and I like wasn't prepared and I like didn't shave. And he told me, he was like, I feel like you like your pussy, like super perfectly clean shaved, which I've had a lot of guys like it. But he was like, I fucking love when you have um, like hair on your pussy. And I was like, oh, and like, he's the guy that I'm like hooking up with. A majority of the time right now so I've just been like letting it kind of grow but I just like shave it into a nice little like v landing strip situation 
Um, so I guess my answer is I'm not getting my pussy lasered because of him now. And I don't want girls to be like, why, why are you doing that for him? It's cause I don't give a shit. Like I literally don't care if I'm full bush or not. Like to me, it really doesn't bother me. I think now I think it's fucking hot that like he has a preference and I'm like, I don't. So like dope. I'll like keep, it's easier for me to keep growing it out. So if you don't have a guy that gives a fuck, yeah, get it lasered. But for me right now, I'm not getting it lasered. Cause I'm like, Oh, this man likes my fucking hair. Okay. So I gave head for the first time recently. And by the way, I couldn't have done it as good as I did without you. That makes me so happy. But towards the end, I felt close to gagging. I need to know what guys think of this. And if it's bad, how do you not gag? Please help. Dude, literally, I remember in high school when I was giving like one of my first blowjobs and I was like, holy fucking shit, I'm straight up about to gag on this guy's dick. And in my mind, I didn't fully understand yet like that that was the hottest fucking thing. So I was like, holy fuck, holy fuck. If you are, first of all, gagging sounds on a guy's dick, even if you can't fully deep throat his dick, even if you don't even get halfway down his shaft with your mouth, but you're making gagging sounds and like the blood vessels in your face genuinely look like you're trying with your all to take it all. That to a guy is so fucking hot. You gagging on his dick. Genius. Amazing. There is nothing better. So obviously I get it if you don't want to fully throw up on his dick but I do think at times if you can find that like fine line of like almost kind of vomiting on his dick and take it there like your eyes should be bloodshot mascara down the face like whoa like you almost are about to die but then you're like I came back to life quickly because I like came up right before I threw up everywhere that's that's the level that you want to hit the meter (laughs) you want to hit that meter Um, so I would try really hard to like embrace the gag, but obviously just try to feel it out. And that just comes through experience. Like I now know where I'm, when I'm gagging. And then when my gag is about to be like, Oh, this bitch is, I'm about to throw the fuck up. So you have to just kind of like know your limit, but I wouldn't be afraid to push it. And honestly, if you throw up a little bit, like you just quickly like swallow it back up and just keep on fucking pushing soldier. Okay. This one's labeled healthy relationships. Ooh, hit me where it hurts this girl goes hi alex i love the podcast even more so now that you're a single father i think you've opened the dynamic of the show to an unlimited possibilities don't get me wrong i'm totally here for the savage shit but i also like how you've been vulnerable i noticed in one of your recent tweets that you mentioned that your therapist said that one of your relationship with the men you're seeing is healthy that's where my question is coming up i've been talking to this guy for the past three months We act like we're dating, but haven't defined the relationship. I know I'm the only girl he talks to slash sleeps with, and it's actually a healthy relationship, and I'm in no rush to become his girlfriend. Shocker. My question is, I know you've said don't be available to him and play the game, but what if I don't want to? We enjoy spending time together and doing things for one another, so what would be the point of disappearing randomly or being consistent with communication? What are your thoughts on this? How did you navigate this with the LA guy? It came off in your vlog stories, etc., that you saw him quite a bit when you were in California and for the trip that you went on with him. Also, if you could try to answer this in a healthy way versus joke savage, that would be great. Love you. Okay, I can do that. Um, this is what I think. If you are getting reciprocation from the guy or the girl that you're talking to and it's a consistent fashion and you like that person, then go for it. In my past, when I refer to playing the game and fucking with people, it's because I was intentionally choosing fuckboys because I didn't want a relationship and I didn't want someone to be tying me down during college. I was enjoying having my single crazy life and I knew for me personally, I wouldn't be satisfied in any relationship in any aspect because I really wanted to like live it up in college. However, I have had moments where like I have had men like you're saying, in LA that were extremely open and honest and straightforward about how they felt about me. And I just didn't feel the need to play games. Obviously, I always lean towards the side of caution just a little bit to be fully open and honest about everything and how you feel and be super expressive just in case you don't fully know what that person is up to and they don't fully owe you anything. So I usually just like to protect myself 
as much as I'm always joking about like all the savage shit, it's more so I just never want to get hurt. And I know in order to move forward in relationships, you have to be vulnerable and you have to risk getting hurt. But that's just something I'm working on. Like, I just don't like making myself fully vulnerable to people. But for you, if this guy is making a consistent effort, if you guys know you're fucking like you're with each other almost every night of the week and you know he's not fucking other girls, I don't think that that means you need to start. No, you don't. You shouldn't disappear. He'd be like, where are you? Like, what happened to you? I think occasionally as things progress, yeah, you can have like once a month do something a little wild to spice it up, but it doesn't have to be the same consistency of when you are talking to someone that you know is more on the fuckboy side of things and is playing games. If you feel in your heart that this guy really fucking likes you and it's going to make you happy to go for it, then fucking go for it. Okay, daddy. Gang. Daddy gang. Daughter gang. Daughter gang. Daughter gang. Um, how are you fucking feeling? It's so exciting because every week, (laughs) every week in Corona, it feels like Groundhog Day, but at least we get to hang out at least once a week and we can talk about all this shit that's going on. Go follow me on Instagram. It's Alexandra Cooper. Go follow Call Her Daddy on Instagram. It's Call Her Daddy and on Twitter, etc. I have many, 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 many surprises coming your fucking way. Um, write in, let me know what you guys want to hear on the show next. I'm an open book, but I'm also a little limited because of COVID. So, you know, just like, let me know and I'll try to make it fucking happen. You know, the fucking drill daddy gang. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday. <laughs>